Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the new improved Blaze Roundtable here on Blaze TV with me Paul Wheeler and Ed Kimberley. Uh, we'll be talking about last weekend's games between Cardiff and Sheffield. We'll also be getting the thoughts of Peter Hirsch and Jeremy Domish on last week's games and the weekends to come. But first of all, Ed, last weekend, not the best weekend for the Blaze against Cardiff and Sheffield, two losses. Hello everybody. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, it was a real chance for the Coventry Blaze to show what they can do in uh, competitive circumstances against two of the bigger teams in Cardiff and Sheffield. The Sheffield game was, you know, an unfortunate loss. The cliche goes that the home team have a goal advantage by just having the home ice. And that separated the teams, minus an empty net goal. Um, and you know, I, sp- I speak to Tomo before and after uh, Blaze home games in Crosby's and he just simply said that it, it you know, it came down to little bounces. And again in Cardiff, the you know, the team were flat and Tomo said they were flat. But we hit the iron twice. Cardiff only won two nothing. And if those two had gone the other side of the piping in, it'd have been a very different game. Um and that comes down to bounces, it comes down to spark and we just didn't have it. And following on from that, uh Paul Thompson let go of John Gordon, which I'll talk about in a bit. But first, we're going to get Peter Hirsch's reaction to the weekend. It was a tough weekend. I mean, we uh, we played well yesterday and didn't get anything out of it. And, and today we didn't play as as we normally would, how uh, we would like to play. So um, it's been a tough weekend. And um, we, um, we're still at the, the point in the season where we're learning and, 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 and learning each other and... and um, we're going to solve this within the group and then just move on and, and just be better next weekend. So Peter Hirsch there saying that uh, the team disappointed they didn't play as well as they'd expected and they're looking to rectify it come the next weekend. Obviously, Ed, you just mentioned uh, the Blaze reacting to Blaze fans' concerns very quickly. Monday morning, uh, we learned that John Gordon had been released from his contract. Matthias Soderstrom will step in in the meantime until... A replacement as found, but I th- I was I was a little bit surprised by the release being so quick. Um, I think John Gordon was the unlucky man, though. Who, if anybody was going to be released, it was going to be him. What do you think? You know, Gordon had a a fantastic year as far as point production goes because he was about a point a game. But I think from speaking to Tomo, and he said quite you know quite obviously and openly that he wanted a different type of defenseman. He wanted someone that's going to be a bit more steady at the back. And as soon as he said that, for some reason, I got deja vu with last year when he brought in Jason Robinson, someone who is going to be tough at the back. And, you know, Gordon was a big guy, but he didn't throw a lot of hits. And, um, you know, he, he got pushed about a bit, I think. And I think that was, you know, the problem. He gave away a few silly turnovers, especially against Hull. Uh, he gave Jeremy Tendler, a guy who got 50 goals last year, two breakaways um, while the Blades were on the power play. And you just don't do that. You, you're going to get punished if you do that. And... Um, yeah, I think he's slightly unlucky, but you know, Tomo's not messing about this year. He had a bad he had a bad year last year, and Tomo's a very competitive guy, and he's gonna want the best from his team. And if he thinks he can improve in an area, we've sh- he's shown in the past he's not afraid to do that. I mean, in benched, he said that he hated letting players go, um, but then the year after he wrote it, he let Vrabel go, brought in Wade Belak, and we all remember what happened after that. And since then, he's not afraid to cut and change. And I think. With the American League and the East Coast training camps and the NHL training camps um, getting out and players being released after waivers, I think maybe there can be a a diamond in the rough that Tomo can pick up, and not necessarily at um, uh, too much of an expense. That's all in the future. Uh, Matty Soderstrom stepping in at the meantime. Big games this weekend for the Blaze 
against uh, Dundee and Nottingham. We're going to look at those two games now, starting with Nottingham on Saturday. They are arguably one of the top teams in the league, if not the top team in the league at the moment. You only have to look at the point scorers for that. Last time Blaze went to the NIC, they got beaten 10-1. Are we going to see the same sort of result there, Ed? Well, I mean, from a Blaze fan's perspective, you hope not. Um, Hershey was saying it, well, you know, you don't hear the uh, the section of the interview where Hershey talks about um, the Nottingham game, but he said that they didn't play well, similar to Cardiff. They played flat and let Nottingham walk all over them. They've got they've got two of the top goal scorers in the league. They've got two of the best point scorers in the league in Beauregard and Clark, um, who are tied on points at the top. And then they've got another three guys in the top ten. You can call them a run and gun team all you like, but at the end of the day, they're winning hockey games. And we're the most successful team in British hockey in in the modern era. You know, since the Elite League, and they they thumped us ten one. So we've got a point to prove against them. We need to go into their barn and do what we need to do, do what we need to do to win um, and play a big hockey game. There's We can't give them anything. And again, you know, the the NIC isn't a nice place to go. The fans, uh, the Nottingham fans can get quite hostile with the players. Um, they're very loud. Um, they, they like to get behind their team and like to get under the skin of the other team. And they do it well. The fans can manipulate players. They You know, players do hear it. They've got thick skins, but they can, they can hear it. Um... We can't let them do that. We can't let their team bother us because one of the things against the Cardiff Devils was we fell into their style of hockey, which frustrates you. Um, and against Nottingham, we can't do that. I spoke to Jeremy Domish, and this is what he had to say about the upcoming weekend against Nottingham and against Dundee. Um, next week, we've got Nottingham. Obviously, last time out wasn't a great result for the team. How will you be looking to set the record straight? Um, just coming out, playing our systems the correct way playing hard, battling in every situation, and uh, just having that mentality that, um, you know, uh, they took it to us last time and uh, we need to uh, return the favor. And uh, with Dundee, the first time we played them this season, you're obviously not going to give them any quarter. No, uh, no quarter for any team in this league. Um, any team can be beaten on any night if they don't show up to play. It doesn't matter, you know, which team we play against, no matter where they stood in the standings last year. It's a different season, and... Uh, uh, you know, any, like I said, anybody can win and and uh, just go out and play hard and, and uh, do what we're expected to do and win games. So, Jeremy Domish there, obviously, showing that the team are focused and more than up for this weekend. He said any team can beat any other team uh, on a night, which leads us perfectly to looking at Dundee on the Sunday. They're a team that have improved greatly this year, a player that stood out for me already, although he hasn't perhaps lit up the league so far is their forward Jarek Conkle at centre but you picked out Chris Zarb on defence I did um, they, they originally signed Matt Suderman um, who they had last year and he was a big tough defenceman um, really protected the cage well and he throws a lot of hits and picks up penalty minutes because of it but he didn't pick up a lot of points Chris Zarb um, he's also a big guy he also picks up the penalty minutes he's also really good at protecting the cage but he puts up points as well and he kind of, I think he's going to do for Dundee what Gordon didn't really do for us. He's going to put up the numbers, but he's also going to protect his house. And he's going to drop the gloves. He's going to throw hits. I think he was a fantastic, fantastic pickup for them. Um, you know, on the whole, they've gone for guys that are proven in the league, guys that they know. They've gone for people like Hutchins and, and Hughes, um, as well as bringing in new guys like Conkle, um, Mazur. Uh, and Brennan Turner, who's he he won the Calder Cup last year, um, in Binghamton, and he you know 
he may not have been a star player, he may not have a massive role, but you don't play playoff hockey games in any league unless you can stand up to the test and you can play at that level. And he definitely showed that he was up to that. Um, he's got that ring on his finger. And hopefully he can give Dundee a real real solid anchor at the back so they can push and try and put rings on their fingers uh, winning silverware this year. So the Blaze taking on uh, Nottingham and Dundee this weekend. That's our brief introduction at the Blaze Roundtable to those two games. We'll obviously be covering the game for the Blaze webcast on Sunday. And, uh, you know, we'll see you there at the Skydome. We hope you've enjoyed this new improved Blaze TV. We'll be back same time next Wednesday with a, a little more uh, interview and player reaction and looking forward to the upcoming week. This is the format we'll follow uh, for the rest of the season, all being well. But that's the end of this week's edition. So from me, Paul Wheeler. And from me, Ed Kimberley. It's thank you for listening and goodbye.